You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And tonight, we Hey Queens and welcome back to the Queendom Podcast. Uh, we are at episode 22, so exciting times. And this week we are going back into the creation of the show. Um, so talking more on the directional side of things, um, we have the amazing Grace Taylor joining us this week. Uh, fellow Aussie, first Aussie joining us here on the podcast, so go team. Um, Grace has worked with casts all over the world um, and... She has some really good insight for everybody um, as to how the show gets put together. Um, we chat about a whole heap of different things in the creative process of Six and theatre in general, um, how to get into direction, that type of thing. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait to get stuck in and uh, let's get down. Here we go. I'm the queen of the castle. Get down, you dirty rascal. Get down. Let's do it. Hey, Queens, and welcome back to the Queendom Podcast. This week, we are joined by our first Australian, um, our, our first director, our first creative team member, Miss Grace Taylor. Hey, Grace, how are you going? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful. Uh, this is also really exciting because you're the first person we've had on the podcast that I've actually met in person before. Um, oh, cool. This is like a whole new ball game. Um, yeah. So we'll get stuck in with these quick fire questions. Um, when you brush your teeth, Grace, do you put your water on your toothbrush before or after you put the toothpaste down? Toothpaste, then water. That's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's normal. Yes. Okay, cool. I just had to get yeah, that. Yeah. I had to see what I did. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> considering you're an Aussie living in London, hmm? what country is better? Oh, that's a horrible question. Why ask would you it? ask that? Because I'm going to put you on the spot. um uh it depends what for so for weather and food and coffee australia is by far the best uh for theater and culture and all of that stuff london is the best for my job london is the best yeah 100 percent. that that completely makes sense um (laughs) hot or cold weather then so Obviously, Australia. Hot weather. Hot weather. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. No-brainer. Um, yeah, as soon as it gets above 20 degrees here and with a little bit of sunshine, I'm like, yay, I'm here. <laughs> that is great. Um, well, Grace, we're here because of theatre. Um, 
Yes, that is are. what has brought us together. Um, what was your introduction to theatre um, growing up? How did you find yourself in this world? Yeah, so um, as you said, I am from Australia. I grew up in Melbourne. Um, when I was five years old, I turned to my mum and I said, mum, it's time for me to start ballet. And I did. <laughs> and so, uh, yes, I was a very decisive child. Um, and so, you know, I just knew I had to be dancing. So I've, I have danced since I was five. Um, and then I kind of stumbled upon Centre Stage in Melbourne. Shout out to all the Centre Stage kids. Um, and they were the first kind of Saturday drama school school that I went to that specialised mostly in musical theatre. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I did musical theatre classes on a Saturday where I've met some of my best friends who were still really close. Um, and, yeah, so I learned, like, I discovered my love of musical theatre through Centre Stage. Um, also, my dad also took me to lots of musicals when I was a kid. So I saw Carolyn O'Connor in Chicago and those kinds of amazing yeah. shows. Um, and, yeah, and then that's that's been my theatre journey. So up until I was about 19, I still thought I was going to be a star on stage. <laughs> and oh, now you're a star off stage as yes. a director. Um, so what, yeah. was, what was the decision behind moving to the creation side more than the performing side? Yeah, I um, I didn't get into drama schools out straight out of high school, um, which is a blessing in disguise. I think um, for yeah, it's it's a lot more competitive in Australia than it is mm -hmm. even in the UK, and in the yeah. UK it's incredibly competitive. Um, but I didn't get into drama school, so I ended up doing arts at Melbourne University and uh, studied creative writing. Mm -hmm. And when I was there, I got involved in um, the, the musical theatre scene there, the um, university societies, I guess. And um, I choreographed my first musical um, because they were looking for a choreographer. I hadn't done it before. I thought it would be fun, really low pressure kind of situation. And I choreographed The Wedding Singer. And... <laughs> yeah yeah it was so much fun and I just loved it I yeah. just adored it and I um I loved looking at kind of a whole production and then working on like how to piece it all together yeah. I loved being the boss <laughs> <laughs> sounds so terrible I, um, I got I that really... vibe because the first question you asked me when I asked you to be on the podcast was like can I have the questions in advance because I want to know what we're talking about and I was like uh, okay yeah. that makes sense <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, I do like being the bus, but I, I enjoy I enjoy kind of working with people and collaborating with people. And so I then started to kind of move away from dance because um, it was not really my forte. Um, and I had done creative writing and I'd also done cinema studies and theatre studies. So I kind of I was really enjoying um yeah, the, the kind of textual analysis and that kind of thing. And so, yeah, that's when I kind of got into directing. And uh, the first show I ever directed was Spamalot with 
the Old Xavier and Genazano Musical Theatre Company. So it was an amateur theatre production of Spamalot um, and I just had the best time and I knew that's what I wanted to do. Nice and easy. Yeah. Pretty, pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Um, <laughs> kind of. So making the move from Australia to London, what mm-hmm. spearheaded that? Um, I'm very lucky. I have uh, an ancestry passport through my father's side so a lot of my family already live over here and um, so and have done for quite a long time and so it was it I, I was very familiar with the UK and I'd been over here quite a lot um, on holidays and visiting family and so on and I just knew that was where new musical theatre was being made um, I looked at big productions of amazing new British musicals and I knew that's where I wanted to be I was finding the jump between amateur and professional in Australia quite difficult yeah and I was looking at the shows that were coming to Australia and they were all made either on Broadway or on the West End yeah Um, and I knew that's where I wanted to be and if I was going to come back to Australia it was going to be as a visiting creative (laughs) hilarious here we are (laughs) here we are (laughs) well you know and and that's what I wanted. That's what yeah. I wanted to get out of it all. Um, so I, yeah, I moved over with a lot of knowledge um, yeah. and I knew I had to study. So I went and did my master's at Guildford School of Acting. And yeah. Lovely. Yeah. So coming back to Australia as a, mm-hmm. as a creative, coming back with six uh, mm-hmm. at the hype of its hype essentially and yeah you, you very well know the Australian musical theatre scene we get shows well after the hype overseas we get yeah. them a couple of years later what was it like not only to bring a show out that was so at the forefront of everybody's minds but also to pre- like put it on at the opera house um for another iconic wow. venue what was that yeah. like for you knowing that you were going to be able to have your hand in directing a show at the opera house uh, it was pretty phenomenal. <laughs> um, uh, I, don't, I don't think I can really express um, just how exciting it was. So as an associate director, we go over, we kind of set it all up for, um, for the uh, creative team and then the director comes at the end and kind of makes sure that it's all good. Um, I was there for auditions, which was so exciting, seeing amazing Australian women um, doing the show. And then I have to say, like, that opening night was just right. magical. Oh, let's, let's touch on that. Just, that opening night. Oh. Was, oh, like, I was, I was sitting, like, up behind the stage. So I was, like, up in the, up in the window, yeah. right up above the stage. And the I don't need your love response. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I watched everybody erupt and I was like standing up the top shaking and I nearly fell over the balcony because it was just so, I was like, whoa, I can't even imagine what you guys are feeling on stage or the guys that have had the hand in putting this show together, like to see that reaction. What was that like for you to be like, okay, Australia, we got you. Well, I think, and this is something I'd said quite a lot during rehearsals. Um, I was not used to seeing real Australian women on stage showing us themselves. And I think that's the magic of six. You know, we, we have people with their own accents because we're show, it's showing real women. And I, I know yeah. Lucy 
and Jamie and Toby are really passionate about that. That's why we have that casting model. And seeing Australian women on stage Mm -hmm. being themselves was a really emotional experience because I hadn't seen that. Um, A lot of times, you know, without, without us making fun of being Australian, I think Australians are very good at being like, oh, we'll put an Australian accent on stage because it's funny. Yeah. And when it's Um, staged also, it becomes that real ochre Australian accent. So that really over the top, like I'm really Aussie, Aussie accent. And it's like, Mm -hmm. like, come on. (laughs) And I think what was really exciting was that there were six women on stage who were like me. And if I had have seen that as a younger person, I may not have left, Mm -hmm. Um, which is pretty emotional. Yeah. That's, that's a really... (laughs) This is why, oh, that's an incredible point of view. Um, so what, how did you find out about Six? What was your introduction to this show? Mm, good question. Um, so I met Andy Barnes, who you've had on this podcast before. I met Andy Barnes um, when I was back at GSA. He um, came and talked to us on behalf of Perfect Pitch, which he and, Andy, uh, he and Wendy run. Um, and I just wanted to work for them. <laughs> they made they their make pitch for their business is just like you hear it out of yeah. their mouths and you're like, sign me up where where I'm coming to work for you. I just want to yeah. want to work for you. <laughs> so I was kind of pestering Andy and Wendy quite a lot. <laughs> um being just asking them to have me on board for something. And then at the about halfway through 2017 they asked if I wanted to assist on a show called The Little Beasts at the Other Palace. Um, So I came on board and assisted the director for that and had a really great time. It was a new musical. We were in development. It showed me a lot of kind of the behind the scenes stuff. And then the following year, they asked me to um, work with them and a university called the MTA um, and develop a new musical there. And I really love that. And then, um, and then about, uh, well, it was probably a little bit more than a year ago. Andy said that I should um, should apply for this job. So I found out about it because Andy asked me to apply. I had never met Lucy or Toby before, but I had seen the show at the arts the first time. I knew quite a lot about the show because I knew Andy and Wendy and because I knew Josh Bird, who works for Perfect Pitch as well. So um, who's an amazing composer. And we, so we, yeah, it was kind of like this, I knew of it all. I knew all about it. And I was super excited about the fact that there was this young creative team making stuff in the UK and, it was fantastic. And so when they were looking for an associate director and Andy told me about it, I had to apply and I applied like everybody else. I just want to be very clear (laughs) that there was a very open, transparent process. Um, uh, And I interviewed and I met Lucy and Jamie, the other director. And uh, then I got the job, which was, it was just amazing. And it was kind of, really the right fit for me and what I love to do, which is exciting new British yeah. musicals. 100%. That, that sounds like a really amazing path into 
where we are now. And what, yeah. so what was your reaction after seeing the show for the first time? Like as, as an audience member, not knowing you were going to later work on the show, what, <laughs> what did you take away from the show the first time you saw it? Um, I, oh, very good question. I was obviously in awe. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I just found the song so catchy and so energetic. I saw it, so I saw it the first time at the arts, but I can't really remember that that one because it was quite a few years ago but I saw it at um, Edinburgh Fringe and so there was so much of a buzz around it Um, people everywhere were were talking about it and the it was without the stage as we know it now um, because the fringe basically the way that the fringe works is that there are shows back to back so you know, there was probably about 15 minutes turnaround between each show. Yeah. Um, so you can imagine that there wasn't time to get the roster and all <laughs> that stuff on. Yeah. Um, but the, it was exciting. It was the, the kind of vibe around it all was just exciting and energetic and everyone was just, you know, overawed by it and people were talking about it and it was yeah. just such an exciting place to be. Yeah, at the time of course um, that, oh. yeah so yeah, the uk like the more you explain it from that perspective the more i'm like i need to move like this is it I, i'm gonna find a way and i'm gonna get there because it just seems like it's the place to be either there or new york it's just if you want to be in theater you've just got to immerse yourself in it and it's kind of like fish in water you just got to bite the right hook i guess yeah um, give yourself the chance though i think that australia is changing and my trip back uh, over December showed quite a lot of difference, yep. um, a lot more acceptance around new musicals. You know, you've got wonderful Eve Blake and fangirls. Um, you know, it's just that that it's exciting and that's happening as well. So yep. I think that there is a change happening in, in Australia. And, you know, if I had have been 10 years younger, I probably wouldn't leave. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, um, yeah, that's, that's, again, really good perspective on things um so do you want to quickly explain what the role you've touched on a little bit what what your role is with the city associate director in a little more depth so uh firstly there are four of us (laughs) so there are two of us in the uk Mm -hmm. uh there is one in america on broadway and there is uh one in australia so basically the two of us I have worked <laughs> on uh, the two UK productions, the West End and the UK tour. I have worked on the Bliss uh, 1.0 production and the Australian production, as we've touched on. So um, with with a new production, my job is to kind of do the, the initial setup. Our job is to do the initial setup. So we do kind of 90% of the rehearsals, maybe 75 depends on when the director comes over um we do a lot of the rehearsals kind of like making sure that all the blocking is right that we've rehearsed in time that we've created the characters we've got the vibe of the show all over and then the directors will come and do their their magic basically um then when the show is up and running, we do what's called maintenance. So it's one show watch a week. 
we do alternates rehearsals and uh, with a tour we do the put-in rehearsals so we turn up at the venue on the first day and make sure that the tech is all running it's basically like a very small tech rehearsal yeah cool that that's um, a pretty good explanation of your role that's amazing yeah. what so and uh, auditions we do a lot of auditions what is that process like for you guys sitting on especially with this show being the strong female talent that there is worldwide um what's it like getting the chance to sit on this panel and see these amazing women all come in to audition for this show um, and then only having to choose between nine to ten. Um, uh, that part's heartbreaking. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I think one of the things that I love about this show is that it's we uh, we really try to make sure that everyone does the best job that they can. Um and that's a real kind of ethos that has come from the top down. Lucy, Toby, Jamie, Kenny, Andy, they're all wanting everyone to do really well. Mm. Um, and for people to have a friendly environment that they can audition in. Um, so that's, that's really something that I think is great about the show. Um, my job, my job as associate or our job as associate is to do the bulk of the auditions. So we kind of, um, yeah, we will do most of the process and then for finals, the directors and the writers come in and make the final decision. So part of what I like to do in that process is to make sure that I'm um, giving everyone the best tools so that when they get into finals, they can do the best job that they can. Yeah. Um, and I think that's reflected also in the casting team. Mm. Um, we do a lot of kind of coaching and, and try and help people as much as we can. That's cool. And that's a really good environment to have in an audition as a performer as well. Because even if you don't get cast, you're going to walk out of that room with something in your back pocket that you didn't have coming in because you're going to feel more yeah. confident in yourself, even though you might not get that call in a couple of weeks' time. Um, Absolutely. Out of the four productions that you've worked on, what's been your favourite one to work on? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> uh, look, <coughs> excuse me, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Um, look, they've all been amazing for very different reasons. Yes. So Bliss 1.0 was my first uh, full rehearsal process because mm -hmm. um, I'd been ma doing maintenance on the West End before then. So Bliss 1.0, I just, they were like, it was just a great, great learning experience for me and for them. And uh, it was an adventure. I'd never been to Florida before. I'd never been on a cruise ship before. So there was all of that wonderful adventure and also discovering that with the Queens was fantastic. Yeah, I love the West End cast. I love the UK tour cast for different, you know, they're different groups of people. Yeah. Um, and I enjoy working with all of them. And, I, you know, and as I said, the, the magic of coming to Australia and working with wonderful Australian creatives and Australian women yeah. um, and Australian talent and then opening at the Sydney Opera House was incredible as well. So, you know, I think that all of them are my favourite, <laughs> but for different reasons, for yeah. really different reasons. They each have a singular experience that kind of was something 
you needed to have as a person and would treasure forever, like Opera House, yeah. being able to say that you've worked on a West End production. Like, I totally understand where you're coming from. That's all good. I'll try not yeah. to put you on the spot again. It's all good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I promise I won't answer with just a flat out no, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, what has your experience been like? Because you get to work with Lucy, Jamie, uh, mm-hmm. the producers a lot more than the cast do. So what what has your experience like getting to work with kind of the full creative team of the, and it's pretty much the original creative team of the show as well with Joe and all of those people in it. Yeah. Um, so what's it like for you? And then the other Aussie in the creative team with Tim on the lights. Um, what's it like working with these amazing people that have, some of them have been with the show since the beginning and getting to pick their brains as you grow as a director yourself as well yeah um I think one of the coolest things about the show is that the everyone is young Mm. and so we there's just this really wonderful energy around the creative team um and everyone is very knowledgeable and incredibly talented they're very very talented people um so I think being around them and watching how they uh work on their baby you know and it is it is their baby which is just incredible um is quite inspiring and I love I do love watching them um yeah I just think that they're just all wonderful people. And they're so, and also very, everyone in the creative team is incredibly friendly. Yeah. So having, you know, I'm, I've only been around for a year and they have all been, you know, the, the original creative team have been on it for, since they're at university. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of, they have welcomed all of us associates with open arms. Every new team member is very welcomed and, um, cared for and it's just it's just a lovely cooperative collaborative environment to work yeah amazing so getting into the kind of nitty-gritty of putting a show together um Mm -hmm. what is your process heading in let's let look at australia and bliss with the new productions so going Mm -hmm. in as an associate what is your kind of steps to creating the show how how does it all work on your side of the table Yes, so um, this so part my my job as an associate is to represent the directors. So at all points, I have to be making sure that their vision, their way of working is um, shown. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will put I'm, I will put together a rehearsal schedule based off of what the directors have done before. Um, and based off what the other departments need. Yep. So, you know, there has to be time to learn music. There has to be time to learn dancing. Otherwise we there don't have to... a musical and we just have, people, yeah. we have a play. There we go. <laughs> yes. And there has to be time for character development and, you know, and also getting to know you and all that kind of stuff has to be put in there. There are certain requirements of um, the production itself. So, you know, health and safety briefings, costume fittings, all that. So we put all that in, make sure that everyone's happy. Um, And yeah, so then what do I do? 
<laughs> Forgets her own job. <laughs> this is yeah, right. <laughs> I no. Um, the director, well, the associate director, in then kind of oversees the rehearsals. Obviously, um, the three disciplines within the show can't exist by themselves, but you know, also allowing everyone the time to be able to do their part of it yeah. so it's kind of finding the balance of that um making sure that we're sticking to time yeah. stage management do a lot of that as well and and also part of what we what lucy and jamie do as directors is allow the cast the scope and to create their own characters and so that's, that's because- something that's been a huge thing that's been touched on with all the cast we've had on is the ability to find themselves within the character and not have to carbon copy anyone else. Um, Yeah. Which I think is a big part of this show. And um, I think it makes it more personal as well. As you said, with the Aussie accents, like you're not seeing a show that's come directly off the West end. It it is different because it's developed for the audience that's viewing it really. Yes, and I and I think that that's that's my job as an associate is to allow that to happen right from the start, so that that full process has happened by the time, you know, for the international productions, the directors come at the end, which is fine, like which is what they have to do because it's on the other side of the world, yeah. Um, and so it's about allowing the car- the cast the space to play, yeah. Um, in a no pressure environment leading up to the point where the directors can then come and finesse or I can finesse it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of, oh, and then also staging. Yeah. I've got to do the staging <laughs> stuff. Um, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of what I do is about allowing, allowing people to create. Yeah. Amazing. And that, and that's, I think a big part, it's, it's been a big shift as well in musical theater worldwide is, allowing the actors to be themselves on stage and yeah. not try to carbon copy. We're seeing it with a, a ton of the big shows on Broadway and that type of thing. And this one is kind of the front runner now of we're not going to carbon copy for different productions. We're going to let you do you and be you on stage. Yeah. Um, yeah and I think, and I think as a, I, you know, as a director myself, um, we don't do cookie cutter queens in six. Yeah. And that's really important for me that's as a, a creative. That's a fantastic way of putting it. No cookie cutters. <laughs> um, I, I say that a lot in auditions. Um, but because because every queen is different, it also means that every production is different. And it really get, it, it gives us as the associates permissions to be creative in our own right, yeah. which is just such a privilege. Um, because there are other other major productions where there is not that scope for uh creation in your own right and and that's not to say on the flip side that I I you know go mad and it's become my show or whatever um within the parameters that have been set out by the directors we get like a scope for creation which is just amazing that's such a privilege and going to set up a new show, say, for example, with Australia, you had Katie out here for auditions on music, you had mm-hmm. Freya, and then Joe came out as well. Um, yeah. w- what's it like with 
the the group of you guys that have come out from the UK living kind of away from home to set this show up what's it like for you guys to find your footing it would have been easier for you in Australia but going to Florida and that type of thing what's it like finding your footing in a city you don't know um, setting yourself up for a substantial period of time to set up a show and get in the mindset of doing that abroad uh it's an adventure yeah. and that's really cool like sometimes it's not amazing but most of the time it's incredible yeah um we we work long hours though <laughs> 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 not a lot of exploring that happens all the time <laughs> but when we do have that opportunity it's just it's an adventure and it's really fantastic to be able to um you know I'm not from Sydney so it was actually a foreign city for me yeah and I got to explore it which was really great um and also you know we we kind of form our own little community but we also get to meet new people and socialize with the cast and the you know the creatives that are based out there um yeah and you know when when we got when we went to Florida the you know we went to Universal Studios as a group which was incredible yeah um so yeah it's an adventure it's such an adventure and it's I'm just so lucky to get to do it really yeah 100% and you're in in a really cool position what's it like being knowing that your name's down in the history books as an associate director of six at this point in time knowing how quickly it's kind of expanding worldwide what's it like Mm. sitting in your shoes seeing this show skyrocket and become this phenomenon worldwide I think what's really important, and this is what I often say in this moment, is that it is, we are part of a team. And so the show's success is like, is just incredible. We are all part of it. We're one cog in this movement. Um, And I'm so happy that I've helped, I have been here uh, for when it, is happening and I'm so lucky to be part of it um but I don't take any credit (laughs) well because it's not it is it is so much about the whole of all of us yeah you know it's every queen every member of the creative team every member of the band every music director yeah we're all in it together and and so um that's that's what's exciting yeah that's that's we're all we're all part of it. Yeah. And you said something there that I hadn't thought of. Direction-wise, what's it like directing a band that is on stage? Because oh, yeah. the band is hidden <laughs> away. What's it like having to direct musicians? Well, it's largely the music director's role. Okay. So the music director will find time, will, like, do rehearsals outside of our main bulk of rehearsals with the band. Okay. Um, and then we have what's called, it's like a band integration rehearsal um, <laughs> where there are certain moments where the band interact, yeah. the ladies in waiting interact with the queens and all that kind of stuff. So we do work through that with the band with and, and kind of give them a little bit of um, play yeah, on stage. Cool. That's something I just yeah. really hadn't thought of until you said band. I was like, oh, wait, yeah, they're on the stage. I like how does that work but that works um so out of everything your year-long journey so far with six what has been your favorite experience with the show Mm. 
throwing all the hard ones out to you today. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> um, so I cried on opening night in Sydney, but we've already talked about that. So I'm going to think of another one. Um, <laughs> when, when my mum was there too. So that oh, was really That was special. such a good night. I remember like yeah. we were going back and forth. Like, Where are you? Where are you? Hey, Grace. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm, yeah, my mum, because my mum was there. So I was like, ah, mum. Um, you know, showbiz. <laughs> uh, what, what has been, I think, I think that there, the other amazing moment was the UK tour opening in Guildford. So yeah. I'm uh, when I first moved to the UK, I lived in Guildford. Um, it was really special to be back there as well. You know, that's been a five-year journey for me. Um, back there and the UK tour, it was the first new UK production that I'd worked on. So we were doing um, the West End recast as well. Yeah. Um, I the the first sing along in London. I know Grace has talked about this as well, but yeah. I just remember the lead up to that being quite. Everyone was just like, "Oh, we don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> Will people know the words? Do we get them to sing or do we not?" And we just, you know, didn't know. And then being in the theatre and having everyone seeing it was just so special. It was so special to see that. Yeah. Um, and I think I did cry at the end of Heartstone. I cried at the one in New York. I was at the one yeah. at Broadway Con and oh my God. Like it, it's one thing to feel the energy when you're in the theater watching the show, but to then mm-hmm. hear 200, 300 people belting the lyrics from behind you back at these six people on stage, I'm like, whoa, like there, there's some yeah. mad passion in the Queendom and it is amazing to see. Yeah. And then I didn't, I didn't see the opening, like I didn't see any previews on Broadway, but I was there um, before they opened and um, I was allowed a little sneak peek into the theatre. Mm. I know, so naughty. Um, and, uh, and that was just, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Six I, is on Broadway. I, that was, I was there. The, I think I was there the night the marquee went up. And yeah. I remember the marquee going up and being like, oh, and then knowing I was going to leave two weeks before it opened so I wouldn't be inside. I was like, damn. But, like, I was just to see it on Broadway and to see it at a theatre like the Brooks as well. Like, the Brooks has hosted some pretty amazing shows, like with Waitress being there for three years or whatever it is. It's like, this is going to be home for a while. This This is really cool. Yeah. And, and also like I, so I was there in their first week of rehearsals yeah. for Broadway. And I just, just hugging, just being like, Oh my God, you guys are doing it. Ah! <laughs> it was really emotional. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Um, what is the best thing about working with different casts? Um, so getting, not having the same group of people that you're looking after all the time, getting to work with different creatives. Uh, finding different things out about the show. So um, I think one of the things that can happen, and, you know, I have only been on this for a year, so I'm not saying I know a lot, but, like, (laughs) you kind of get to the feeling of being like, well, I know what that line does and I know what that beat does and whatever, and then being in a room with someone and they offer something new. 
Yeah. And you go, oh, I never thought of it that way. Hey, yeah. that's really cool. Um, so discovering it and learning it again with a different cast is really cool. That's really awesome. And what's the, the, the girls have touched on discovery previously of their own characters. Mm-hmm. So what, what is your role in helping people discover themselves in these queens? Um, so we do, we talk a lot at the start about the fact that it's a, a bit more like a pop concert. So we talk about um, when pop stars are on stage, they're themselves, they're just the heightened version of themselves. So we talk a lot about that. We have one-to-one sessions with every queen. We talk about history. We talk about future. Uh, sorry, not future. Sorry. We talk about the the version that we're doing for six. Yeah. We have um, like uh, ensemble work exercises where they learn to kind of find their inner queen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, there's a lot of kind of, it's about uh, allowing time and space for people to discuss and bring their own ideas and to discover. Yeah. Stuff. Awesome. That's really cool. And um that whole process, I just love finding characters. That's kind of the coolest thing about theatre is just seeing things develop that you you might have seen somewhere else. But yeah, being able to, as you said, have those moments where someone offers something different because they interpret words differently or they yeah. interpret some lyrics differently and all of a sudden you're like, wow, okay, yep, I didn't think of it that way, but that is like a really cool point of view that you've got. Yeah. What is your favourite moment in the show to put together? Hmm. Don't know. So I think there's the excitement when ex-wives, the opening number, is first finished. Yeah. And they've kind of gone, oh, we've done that thing. (laughs) So that's really exciting. Um, And then also the next part of that is like, working through the opening chat when uh the opening speech where they kind of realize that they can be funny yeah <laughs> um that that the show is funny yeah and they kind of get to play with that uh what else what is my favorite part of the show to put together oh i love holbein <laughs> <laughs> Of course. How can I we just, do this and not talk Holbein? Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the the kind of play and joy that comes when we first kind of introduce them to their Holbein alter egos, and that's just so fun. How does and the then accent the side of things work? Um, so the accent is obviously heightened German. Mm-hmm. Um, and we often bring in a, an accent coach. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, think, I figured that would be the case. I just didn't want to guess. And I was like, why not just clear that up now? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, well, Grace, that pretty much brings us to the end of our episode. Um, yeah. With the current situation going on in the world, um, how are you handling the isolation and being away from creative spaces and that type of thing? Oh, it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Um, and especially because two days before lockdown, I was in the theatre. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and that the week before I was working with the alternates on the West End and I was also in Wolverhampton with the UK tour and just, yeah. So I was, it was quite an unexpected shift. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I personally was ready for it. I'm getting to be a little bit creative. I'm um, doing some kind of classes and so on online and using the time to kind of connect with new performers and new creatives um I also am working on some shows that I'm directing in my own right and using that time to kind of um collaborate with writers yeah when we have some time amazing and I think that's the best thing you can do right now is just find something to do with your time yeah and use it wisely um but so, I miss them all so much. Yeah, hundred percent. And that leads us straight into the final question: is what? Yeah. What, what is the the biggest thing that you miss about Six the Musical being away from it? Right. Um, I miss the ooh, everything. <laughs> I um, think everyone's response. Everything. Wait, let me actually choose something. <laughs> I'll choose something. I miss um when. So I that was Wolverhampton was going to be my last week with the UK tour for a little bit because yeah. Franny, the other associate director, was coming back in order to t- take it back over, which because um, we usually split. Yeah. Um, but I remember that last week in Wolverhampton, um, you know, reasonably small city in the UK. Uh, they had never seen a show like that in their venue and I just remember uh the like joy that came from that audience when they saw it and they jumped up on their feet and they just couldn't it was just so not what they were expecting then we had um so lovely in new venues sometimes uh the friends of the theater you know the society that raise money and whatever yeah give us a little drinks or dip some food or something and they there was this um older woman whose granddaughter um was too shy to talk to any of the queens oh. at this like thing and she the, gra- the grandmother said to me i'm on the friends of the theater society and i didn't know about six but my granddaughter who's 17 told me about it and so I said to the society that we have to have six in the theater now I don't know if she got it there I don't know what whether that was the case but it's good to think that let's let's just think that she did she was the one that did it (laughs) but the idea that this 17 year old had all of her dreams come true yeah by having six in her local theatre was just something that was, it kind of embodied the spirit of the show. And, and I, you know, we, we take, the tour goes to smaller venues because it's really about making sure that as many people can access it as possible and that, um, that we're reaching kind of the 17 year olds who otherwise won't get to see it. So that was, that was just beautiful. It's the perfect show to go into those small theatres too because you don't need yeah. the big thousand-seat theatres. You you just, as Sydney proved, you need 400 seats and it'll sell out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Grace, that, that 
wraps things up for us. Thank you for coming and hanging oh, out on the podcast. My pleasure. My um, pleasure. Good to chat to an Aussie accent. It, it's been something that I've missed on this podcast. So it's good to have that hit us up. If you guys want to follow Grace and keep up with all her directing uh, wonders throughout the world, I will <laughs> pop all her, her uh, links <laughs> down below so you can check all that out. Uh, and as always, you can follow us on Oz Queendom or the Queendom cast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Until next week, Queens, thank you for hanging out with us and we will see you next week. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.